0: that part of the paradigm. Is <laughs>
1: that part of the paradigm, right? Which we're gonna talk about. Yeah. We're gonna get into. Yeah, so when you say getting the message out, what is that message that you want to share? What's um yeah, what is it first thing you want people to walk away with? Well I think
0: I think just based on our discussions and, and you know what what this conscious endeavor is about is is uh, you know if you look at programming from a kind of a societal perspective, we're we're all programmed, right? And, we're programmed to do certain things, we're programmed to think a certain way, we're programmed, you know, to certain aspects of better health and and you know I, uh, and I, I guess I won't speak for you I'll I'll let you do do that for yourself, but my journey's been about you know, really the last twenty five years of discovering tools and, and means with which to feel, you know, really much more comfortable in, in my own skin and ultimately finding tools to to work on mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical components of of the self or of myself, so that uh, you know I can come more fully to every aspect of my life. I can, you know, live healthfully. I can give back to others. I can I can help other people. I can be myself. Um, you know, in a society that's really is, is programmed the masses to everybody has to go this way, and you got to look that way, and you got to get this job, and you got to. Do all these things where it's like uh, you know? Typically, you look at the person going the opposite direction; they're the troublemaker. They're the one that's you know um, they're the one that's wrong. And, and you know, I think now we're coming into an age where um, that person is is the one to pay attention to rather than the masses, right? Because I think the masses have been duped. And, um, you know, in my experience it's, it's it's, uh, what we were told early on, or what I was told early on, never resonated with me. And so I always have questions of, uh, is what the media is saying is true? Or you know, are we supposed to just, you know, go to school, stop imagining, stop daydreaming, really pay attention to this this stuff that fits into a box, and if, you know, if we do well, then we can get a job, we can make a certain amount of money, maybe travel a little bit work for 50 years, if we're lucky, we still have our health, and then we can retire and, and have, a, have a good time with what's up between you know, 65 and 85, and then we die, and that's it. It never, it never clicked with me. And right from 13 years old on, I, I've been asking questions, and, and uh, now I think we're at a day and age where, um, where a lot more people are asking those questions, and, and people are starting to, wait a minute, Maybe what we were told is not the way it has to be. If we have a choice. So case, that's a that's a long-winded answer, but no. I, what's a so choice? What's your okay, tip?
1: bring it around. Like with what the message is. The message is choice. The Last thing you know is choice. Yeah, absolutely. Along the way, we were you are talking. You mentioned programming, and I'm doing some interesting work with um, with cyber athletes and esports professionals. And uh, and what strikes me about the idea of programming is that they're comfortable with the language of programming a computer mm-hmm. and designing a landscape, designing a character and programming attributes on them and competing on a regular basis to allow for different programming to exist for that character so they can do more, express more traits mm-hmm. they want to express to, to win or achieve or whatever they're trying to do. So, but the idea of programming prior to me thinking these, these gamers and these guys who make video games and guys and girls who make video games and these things was... was uh, I don't know, not, not a robust idea of the word programming. I was thinking more just culturally, we're programmed to we think a certain way or react a certain way, inculcated, if you will. Mm-hmm. But and now thinking of of being able to selectively choose your programming really excites me and interests me. Mm-hmm. That um, that that opportunity we all have to do our own programming is really interesting and compelling for me. I think that's where huge opportunities lie. Absolutely. I see it in, um, in the financial landscape, like kid, kids who can physically program computers are doing incredibly well financially mm-hmm. and can really go anywhere as far as jobs are concerned, like it's a universal language. And that if, if we can appreciate that skill in a broader sense of being able to make decision A, so B happens, mm-hmm. and then B, so C happens, bring that to health, or bring that to consciousness, or bring that to mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual practices. What an awesome opportunity, and what a simple way to frame things. Mm-hmm. Programming is just on-off, mm-hmm. on-off. And, and, and a choice, decision, and choice. You, you get to put in the on or the off switch. Mm-hmm. You can say, this is on now, or this is off now. And it's, it's a really unique way of looking at things I never really considered. So my My consideration of programming professionally was just, designing an exercise program or nutrition program. Mm-hmm. which is a bunch of variables and you change those variables on a regular basis so nothing gets overtaxed or, or under serviced. Mm-hmm. Really consider it, for it, consider it for what it is, there's opportunity for that individual to say yes and no distinctly and discreetly to certain things. Mm-hmm. Have that opportunity. I never really considered it as much before.
0: Let me let me ask you this
1: in terms of um, the the gaming
0: stuff, would you say that Programmers and, and you know game creators, because that's what they do from a kind of a creative standpoint. They're, they're in a creative state, wouldn't you say? It? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, in terms of you know how how societal programming, if you will, kind of takes place, it's like you look at schooling, for example, right? If you're you know five years old, eight years old, and you're looking out the window, you get. Stop dangering! Pay attention to that stuff, right? So you, you get that you get that creative state kind of smacked out of you at such an early age. So, so now you're like, I gotta I gotta pay attention to you know what they're what they're teaching me. And and they're not teaching us how to think, they're teaching us what to think. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like so now is it so that would know, give you a chance to answer that question. is that would you say from your experience with the
1: gaming world, that they're, those, those programmers are in that creative state still? And I think what's interesting so about, about artists and people that create generally, they are able to, to get there. Despite society or our system's best uh, best attempts to keep everyone focused on just doing things, people are still able to break away and live in the creative. Mm-hmm. And you can still take art in school, in then programming school, you can still express that creativity. And some kids, for whatever reason, people are able to keep that alive and going. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of us, and I would say myself included, kind of lost at it. And I put all my energy and effort into getting that answer right and studying that effectively so I can get that mark so we can get to school and do those things. And I, I definitely fell into that. And I was, for better or worse, able to thrive in that environment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are. I mean, it's clear we are able to advance so far. That system of education and inculcation and, you know, spin the widget the right way, worked in the industrial revolution, and continues to work for a significant number of jobs that exist presently. Mm. But as a, so I think they're able to stay in that creative state. They're able to break away, despite our best efforts. I've been slowly able to increasingly break away and like tap into my creative energies that where I was lost or, or um, snowed under with the the other things. But I I think. For a society to improve and grow, and for a consciousness to really open up, we need to facilitate more of those opportunities. Kind of right. the next evolutionary stage. Yeah, I you think know, in school, in work, in coaching relationships, to give people back their ability to build their own programs mm. and to be creative with, and to have ownership of that creativity, rather sure. than just being taken on for the ride. And that's my that's my issue with the with the gaming industry and programming stuff. Is there it's very aware of the psychological tools they can use to manipulate us to stay in the environments they create mm-hmm. by making it really compelling to upgrade and level up and do those things. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, we can get these creative people to appreciate the power they have in these little creative environments they can build to inject other bits of wisdom or other learning and growing opportunities into these environments, mm-hmm. I think that's where kind of that uh, creative space can really. Flood over and help people make other changes, mm-hmm. rather than just staying creative and being creative to make money and, and make profit and do things. Create these small space. Yeah, it's very small. Create these. Appreciate what you're building these creative spaces and let other messages kind of flood in and, uh, and grow and flourish from there. I don't know if I answered your question. Thinking broad topics, I feel like that's going to be so much. Yeah, to Start asking questions and then come back and try and answer them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Get off on tangents. All so much time we chat. It's to be where So we're going to be over that. Yeah. But um, okay, so I have two more questions for you. Okay. Well, one, one, I want to come back to because you, you mentioned can't. the industrial, and I think <laughs> I think we're gonna go back and forth. <laughs> who's the right. who's the um,
1: right. to? I can't even think of the word now, But
0: who's the interviewer? Who's the yeah, that's cool. I think it's, I uh, think those are
1: good ones. I want to have conversations with fun people, with interesting people. Yeah, like, yeah. Get in there and see how they think. And, and, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, fire away. So okay, so I want to come back to you mentioned the industrial age. And, uh, you know, the last 150, probably 150 to almost 250 yeah. years. Yeah. All right, so I want to come back and talk about that. But um, since you've started to embrace this, so you, you mentioned kind of going from kind of one stream of, of the intellect and, and doing very well in school to now embracing some of the some of the right brain thinking, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the difference that's made in your life, can you talk more about that? Because I think... You know, that, we are, like, we are in a, in a, or have been in a left brain society where it's like, you know, everything has to be measurable and accountable and you, you know, you have to be able to, to, you know, add things up and, and, you know, I think with, you know, a lot of, we're going to talk about Bob Crumpton, a lot we're going to talk about, uh um, Fabius Joe, we're going to talk about these four pillars. So I think some of these other pillars, the mental, emotional, spiritual side of things, right? it's not measured through our five senses, but there's, there's very tangible results that come from getting in that, that right brain, that creative state of, of thinking. So, have you noticed a, a shift, and if so, a larger shift, since you've started to embrace that other, that other side
1: Drive. Just, if I can say, one, that be excitement. I feel more excitement and opportunity in things. Being able to stay fairly optimistic, in life, but since kind of stepping into that creative creativity a bit more and that uncertainty and, and opening, myself to, opening myself up to seeing the world in different ways and trying on different words and different language, I just generally feel more excitement for life. Rather than, oh, we're in a terrible space and the world is awful and things are bad and there's wars and violence and famine and poverty and all those things are true, I see there's opportunity for change just insanely large amounts. Mm -hmm. There's so much that I don't know and appreciate about my capabilities as a human being. And I'm aware that there's more. Enough people around the world are not even aware that there's more because they're struggling to just get food and shelter and find things. I feel like there's such an opportunity for the world to move in so many different positive directions. Once we can get some basic needs taken care of, so people can really step into the creativity stuff. And I feel like A large, one of the large reasons why we we went so left brain and went so focused on things. Because so many people were without and continue to be without, but enough of us in in the Western world that really adopted that serious left brain thinking have enough to start to be able to really appreciate that left brain again. I think there's an opportunity for us to consider that stuff more as we get safer. Not that it shouldn't be in there right from the get-go, but I feel like that's why there's a shift in some people seeing and experiencing a shift mm-hmm. there's enough people that have enough who want to let go of that fear and start to bring back some of that childlike interest in wonder in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm feeling that wonder, I'm feeling that excitement again. Yeah. I like that. Sweet. Yeah. Well, what was your other question? Like, well so in terms of the
0: not necessarily a question but just going back to the Industrial Revolution and, and your point about that uh, right or the industrial age, and, and what has gotten us to this point as a society, and I actually talk about that in my, in my book, and I talk about, you know, and I know the people, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people on, on my Facebook and stuff like that that say, oh, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> and blah, 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 and yes, it's theory if you look at one individual component of the puzzle, but if you, like I've been looking at this for at least 15 years, if not longer, and so when you start to hear it from, you know, multiple books, and different sources, and different resources, and different YouTube channels, and different speakers, and different... and then you start to piece it all together, like you would a puzzle, it becomes not a theory, but a fact. And there's a huge fact that we have been programmed. so when you talk about, you know, a lot of people, you know, being in famine, and, well, if you look at the turn of the century, right? Things like taxes didn't exist, things like, you know, so there are real, very real signs and very real indicators and and very real facts stating that there are a few families at the top that really control everything, right? And that's the 1% that keeps getting richer and owns everything. And so the masses have have been built into a self-policing societal system where, you know, Mentioned that that one person going the opposite way. That if that one person is going over here and and saying, hey, like, there are some facts that maybe you guys aren't all aware of, right? Then they become the troublemaker, they become the the crazy person, they become the right. But if everybody would just sit down and look at all the facts that are presented, right? Um, Then I think enough of us are, are, and and that's you know, that shift that you alluded to. I think enough of us are becoming aware that like you know, good enough is not good enough, and we can do better, and we can have more. And as a result of us making different choices, right, the one percent no longer get to keep all the money; it gets more evenly distributed. And those people that don't have housing, don't have you know the means to to even start to think like this, right? All of a sudden, that gets pushed down the line rather than you know it's still funneling to the top. If that makes sense. So so. I guess my point is that, that industrial industrial age, the, the foundation upon which our current system is built, and, and I like to say it's built on deceit, it's built on reactionary means in terms of health care, and it's built on competition. And we can build a new societal model built on preventative health and wellness, built on awareness and full disclosure, and built on collaboration and creativity. Because when you get rid of the competition and you, you start to... We've, we've only been working together for, you know, six months to a year, right? But I see all the things that you're doing and, and the people that you're working with and, and more people are starting to come into that fold and, and you know, you're, what you do and what you bring to the table is so different and, and such a unique perspective than anybody else. Nobody's going to be able to do it the same as you, right? The same as John Goodman, the same as Bob Proctor, the same as Faith Fitzgerald, the same as me, right? And if we all approach things as... You know, hey, we know that, like you said, you, you acknowledge the, the bad and all the shitty things that are going on in the world, but if we all stand together, we can create something that's never been done before. We can create something that's completely beautiful, and completely unique, and completely creative, and then that gives the rest of the people an option. Do you want the new, which is we're standing together and we've got each other's backs and we're helping each other, you know, and, and we're all abundant and we're all thriving? Or do you want to compete to knock each other down and, you know, do what, what got us to this point in history? I don't I'm not saying everybody's bad, you know, but I think, you know, if it, I don't know, there's a rabbit <laughs> hole, it's a rabbit hole. I love these
1: conversations, and yeah, I used to still have these conversations with buddies, and every once in a while I'm, like, left feeling a little frustrated that, uh,
0: I see all these things. I feel.
1: like, what can I do? What do I do?
0: And I think that's where people get stuck, right? Like, yeah. you know, because I'm, i I feel like there's, there's three parts. There's exposure, right? So people need to know what's going on, right? Once there's exposure, then there can be healing, and then there can be choice in terms of, okay, you know, that's what's going on, and yes, it's terrible, yes, it's shitty. And well, what do we do? Okay, well, let's heal, heal ourselves first. So. I'm gonna think differently. I'm gonna, you know, change the amount of money I make. I'm gonna change my health. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change all these, you know, in essence, the four pillars, right? And then how? So like every dollar we spend is a vote. We talk about organics and stuff like that, right? I mean, yes, it's more expensive, but the more people that, that fork the money over to buy that, that's a vote. That's a change that's gonna gonna start to come, and you can you can see it over the last you know, five, six, ten years, organics have have really.
1: Even if it's organic, local and there's knowing who you're purchasing from and having a bit better feel for their practices and there, yeah. is this someone who's you know, conducting their business in a way that I support? Yeah, the ethical or they, yeah. 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 Which I find even just as beautiful, if not more beautiful, than the organic label, if, if it's really, if it's a good business, because Pepsi owns a lot of organic farms. True. Like organic True. doesn't even tell you the whole story. And it's, you know, of the shitty things and things we're frustrated and pissed off around, like the the way we're marketed to and the way things are, are described to us, it's manipulative. And it's, and I, I can't, I'm part impressed and part frustrated by it. It's like knowing how easily manipulative we are as human beings mm-hmm. is one thing. Taking advantage of it for, for your growth and to better your family, and take care of your people and have whatever needs you feel you, you have the right to have met. met. It's like, Good on you for, for doing your research and figuring out how to convince us to do shit. Mm. But, I think we we need some better options so that people can take better and, and better appreciate how we're being manipulated. But that takes a level of awareness that um, doesn't just come to everyone. And, uh, and I think this is contentious. I never know how to describe this fully when I, when I do say it but the reality is Part of the reason the Industrial Revolution was so successful and the style of cogs and wheels education is so effective is not all of us are creative people. I don't want to say about men and female differences or race differences, cognitively, mentally, some people aren't going to be able to see the same things others can see. I will never paint like Van Gogh. I don't think that I could ever have, even if I had the similar skills to, of like, my deft touch or ability to see color, even though those things were, I would never paint like mango. Where each individual is each capable of a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. Some of us aren't given, aren't lucky enough to have as much cognitive health to perform tasks. Creative tasks, think outside the box tasks, let alone just physical manual labor tasks. Like mental health is a legitimate thing. Don't you think that's part of the part of the programming? Absolutely. Part of it, for if sure. We were not. Yeah. great. If we had better health and better nutrition and better yeah. support, better family support, love and support, I think even those with mental health issues could do a lot more than they can in a society. But there's still differences, and and that difference has been exploited for sure, yeah. and and allowed to to fester and become something really negative for a lot of people's health and life. But in certain circumstances, you just you can't A to B is different than B to C. We're all going to be capable of different things. And some of us can perform really well. In certain directions, I and mean, certain individuals doing one thing repetitively and getting really refined at that, and others would be great thinking big thoughts and organizing people together and collaborating and doing that collaborative work. So you're not going to find a system that's going to give everyone all the support they need until it's really, really an individual basis. That's when things can really flourish. Everyone has a coach, everyone has a mentor, everyone has someone they can trust and that supports them and's got their back and really has you know. Has their best wishes in them, but I don't know when that is going to happen. We can all have a coach, we all have a mentor and a guide.
0: Do so you know think it's true? We're all leaders and all followers. I
1: do. Yeah. I think we are all leaders and all followers all at the same time. Some of have, uh, some of us have a proclivity, or an ability, or, or um, uh, a way in which we can lead and pull people around us. I think mm. it can be fostered. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's like a now, I can train to be an athlete, but I won't jump as high as the next person. I might not run as far as the next person. I can train similar skills. Some people are gonna have good advantages. I don't think it's good, bad, or otherwise. It just is. No,
0: and I agree with you. I think the the key is to find what you truly love, what you're truly passionate about, and what you're truly good at. Right? Like, you know, I don't I don't necessarily buy that like, there are no accidental people, there's no, you know, no people are here by accident, right? Many people just haven't found their purpose or what they're, I love, um, and it can take lifetimes. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 I mean, that, that's the thing, right? like, not everybody's going to wake up this time around,
1: right? Not everybody's going to find their purpose, not everybody's going to, um, but if we had better coaching and better support for each individual, then much more likely to yep. Yeah. Right, the, yeah, there's just not that support for people. And, and that gap is big. The people that have that support and have access, that's more even than those that don't. That gap is big and it's racially charged still, it's sexually charged still. There's a lot of charged energies that hold that gap back from, from changing. Mm-hmm. So, it's a question of some years and some generations to make this happen, but I still think it's worth the endeavor. Bring around, which way it's about your the whole name for this, unconscious endeavor. It's worth participating in this endeavor. Because otherwise, nothing's gonna change, your mind nothing is gonna change. No. Are there kids. No. where does it start? Where do you want this change to start? We're gonna pick one system. Be education, we're talking about education, we're talking about the industrial system, commercial markets for things like food. We're gonna pick one thing. I think, I mean, you you look at you look at the, the different
0: areas, the different pillars, and I think there are, I believe there are enough people that are, that are standing up that are call it awakening, call it remembering, call it whatever you want, but I think there are enough people now that are standing up that there's going to be a tipping point. Right? And, and uh, I mean, you look at I don't follow politics, I don't vote, I don't because I believe there are they both play for the same team. That being said, you look at what Bernie Sanders is talking about and standing up for, he's saying exactly the same thing. Big money controls everything. Um, politics are rigged, and all the elections are, are paid for, bought. Um, so he's, he's standing up for the people. He's saying, you know, if you elect me, we're going to separate or dismantle the banks. We're going to make elections... Um, what you call them, a political revolution, right? If you look at healthcare, there's a whole slew of people like you and, and formerly me, because I'm, I'm still kind of in healthcare, but, um, and coaches that are in the trenches every single day, and they're getting real-world results, right? Whether it's losing weight or with top athletes or whatever, right? The, the A lot of charitable organizations, obviously hospitals, they're still a part of the big money in the Right? And so the the smaller guys, if you will, need to band together, right? Get rid of the egos, the people that are you know great at education, educate, you know, educate new trainers to come in and, and train people. The nutritionists, you know, talk about that, but band together, right? Rather than everybody trying to do it on their own. Now all of a sudden we've got a, a preventative healthcare system, right? Where it's You've got your nutritionists, you've got your strength coaches, you've got your personal trainers, you've got
1: input, we're all working together to say, these are the things that work. And it's, it's there, but it's a two tier system. system. You can get all that right now, and people do tap in on that right now, but it, it costs money. Yeah. As well it should, because yeah. it's valuable. Your health That's is valuable. Your performance is valuable. Your longevity as a parent, lover, friend, family, brother, sister is valuable, and it should be worth money. The the issue is this massive gap of people that are terri borderline terrified to even step foot into a gym mm-hmm. or to take their health seriously, terrified to make changes in that way. Totally oh. uncertain to where to start or how to start or where to get things going, I'm bamboozled mm-hmm. by the overwhelming amount of options and directions and choices and things. How do we get them? How do we get access to, to them? How does this prevent them healthcare? Industry that exists now, but costs a ton of money, get to them. I
0: think I think there's four tiers. There's four jump-off points. I think you're going to have, and, and it goes it coincides with the pillars, right? You're going to have people that are, are looking for change. They're ready for change. They want to change everything, right? And like they're going to, what are you most most comfortable with? Do you, you want to change your body first? Okay. They're going to. So we're going to have the physical people that are, you know, they're, they are they. I mean, everybody knows they live in a body, but a lot of people don't know their spirit living in a body, right, or don't think that, so, you know, a lot of people are going to be, okay, well, what do I have control over? I can go to a gym and I can get a coach, right, so that's going to be that. I have a friend who, you know, just started doing yoga not long ago, never really been in her body, like, was always, always had premonitions and dreams, and, and you know, and, and so, to start yoga was the scariest thing for her. She was just, just like Bambi, right? 30, 30 year thirty-year-old woman, right? It's like you never walked before because she was so in tune with the spirit, right? And was was kind of up here. And then, so you know, they they might go do a program like training and power, meditation, or right? And they're made, they're going to be more uh, embracing of of that pillar, right? For a lot of people, it's going to be the mental pillar. Okay, you're you're scared of these things. Well. That fear and that way of thinking and that apprehension comes from a, a programmed way of thinking. Which, I mean, it doesn't really matter where it comes from. Chances are it came from your parents at school and like you look at your environment, right? So how do we change that? The only way to change a, a paradigm, a multitude of habits, is either through emotional impact or through the repetition of a new idea. Right? So start to paint a picture for people, you know, what do you want, what do you want your life to look like? What, you know, do you want a healthy body? Do you want to, Change your work. Do you want to change your relationships. Well, you got to paint that picture in your mind first, right? And then you have to repeat it over and
1: over and over and over again. And when you do, eventually it's going to change that old way of thinking. You taking and the choices you made back to choice. Right? Yeah. Everything starts to trickle down from there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think it's awareness first, and then you know, if if your biggest thing is I don't know how or you know I'm scared or, or what have you, okay, well we work on your, on your thinking first, and we change. It that
1: can change everything else. Every time I think of a uh, change, for some reason, my brain comes back to two things. One is, um, he went on to be a CEO of, um, I believe, General Electric, blank on the man's name right now. But he was tasked with trying to reduce the infant mortality rate in the United States like in the 70s and 80s. It was in the 60s or 70s worldwide. Like, it, it was worse than some African countries, the infant mortality rate. It's crazy for a developed world, the most Financially profitable, strongest country in the world had a terribly embarrassing infant mortality rate, and he went and did research. and was a systems thinking guy, mm-hmm. and uh, what he came up with, what his approach was, was better educating teachers of elementary and junior high school level mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. nutrition. So that was what it all came back to. Most important mortality. Is based on poor nutrition habits of uh, while they're in, in the womb and then as soon as they're out. So mm-hmm. that was what all the energy went for, was just teaching these teachers to better impart this knowledge to these. So that they were making better choices. So by the time it came around, they did have ch- children. At least they'd be in a bit better health status. And then they take it more seriously and their kids better. Mm-hmm. Cut their number. They're the top 10 most developed countries now again. Mm-hmm. Still not at the top tier because they still got a large income gap and. then with the way their education yeah. system there, was a bit of a mess. But, massive impact by teaching our teachers better. So when I think about um, immediately, things like this and shows like this will help people who are curious find another way in and then find a coach or mentor to help them make that choice. Yeah. still yeah. requires money in the short term. Yeah. I'm wondering about the banding together of people and influencers and big thinkers and creative thinkers getting into these education systems at a much earlier endpoint mm-hmm. to help people confidently make these choices much sooner than when they're 30 or 40 ready to lose weight and they've already had a kid or two and have already passed on some problematic epigenetics to their children. A yeah, yeah, yeah. level of habits and choices. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that education system is some massively missed opportunity to influence things at that level. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. 100%. That that's what excites me. and makes me curious right now. So what can we all do to steer steer our direction that way? Mm-hmm. And think not about this generation, but one, two down the line. Mm-hmm. How do we make that stuff happen? That that I'm curious about. Well,
0: I I think there's there's non-traditional means too, right? You know. Uh, And I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe the education would be open to, I mean, they haven't been open to change in 150 years, right? But maybe they would eventually be open to, to getting, you know, program-like thinking to results in there or, you know, introducing meditation to all the, you know, all the students or all the school boards or whatever. If not, then I think we have to think non-traditional methods like, you know, videotape coaching, right? Like, we could we could run a, we could run a, a, six-month mental thinking program and have the parents buy-in and do it for, you know, next to nothing, right? 20 bucks a head or something like that for, for each session we do do a session a week, right? So, yes, it's, it's a, there's
1: monetary involvement, but it's not... There's advantages to that, though. It gets really committed. Yeah. Puts yeah. money on the table, the more money you put on, the more serious you're going to take that commitment. Yeah. So there are distinct advantages to using money as a, as a... As part of the equation, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but then using that non traditional means, like we don't necessarily, yeah.
0: it doesn't necessarily have to break the bank. Right. Like, but might six be, might, it might be see. enough of the stress
1: for them to take it seriously. Yeah, so in that financial yeah. situation, You're like, yeah, like 20 bucks, this is a lot, this is, that's food for a couple days. Yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna do this because it's that important to me. Mm-hmm. Getting those, getting that, that flavor. As far as non traditional means, back to the, the gaming thing, I'm so fascinated by this area right now. It's something that literally a billion people around the world are playing a game right now. On a tablet or a phone or a computer or a gaming device. A billion people. There's very few other activities that enough of us do that are similar enough that have like a similar impact. Yeah. I think of companies that um, that are socially minded and that maybe are willing and already are thinking about their people's health. And- Maybe not even just our employees, but we're starting to consider the consumers of their goods, the health of them, mm-hmm. the health of the world of the planet, with the way they recycle materials. I have this grand vision of every Apple and Google and Amazon made device pausing. Hmm. Take a breath, and then things get back on. Hmm. What did that happen? I don't know if the world like spinning different axis <laughs> at the same time or something. <laughs> people, people, what the hell? Stop! Stop! But uh, I, yeah, there's, there's some I way that, technology can really bring us together. I love that. Uh, yeah, I'm going really, yeah.
0: And imagine that was done for you know there was there was one for each pillar. We're gonna do it for. Ten minutes, and you're going to meditate. You're all going to focus on this, right? And that, thats the only message that comes up on the screen. Yeah, that's it. It's right. Pause time. Yeah, and like—I mean, you can do other things, but
1: yeah, we're so into this that—and I—I see so I much. What I, better do, because I better do. I better do it. the me to do Yeah, and and, and, and I think okay, this is one of the things that I'm increasingly aware of is language is interesting to me. Things slowly trickle in, and I'm more comfortable using different words. different the idea of fear-based is for some reason maybe uncomfortable. for some might say, oh, we're fear-based, we're fear-based. I'm starting to appreciate that more. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm seeing it in the stuff that gets published and released, particularly in this gaming space, this technology space. I see a lot of parent websites saying, like, be worried about gaming addiction. Be worried about tablet and cell phone addiction. about addiction It's fear-based stuff. Yeah. And I can understand it because there's no one in any big way trying to flip that paradigm of that view of this technology around. It. What if it's a massive unifying tool that we're all holding in our hands? It has some way to bring great positive energy and vibes to us all rather than something to be addicted to and afraid of. Because mm-hmm. you can see in the same way with exercise, you can see the same way with food, you can see the same way with sex. Any anything we're designed to do can be enjoyed to the point of us losing ourselves and just pursuing that straight enjoyment. Mm-hmm. That's just part of human beings. So rather than being fearful of addiction, Let's be interested in how I can use these tools for peace and for betterment rather than just to be something more to be afraid of and keep perpetuating this fear cycle. Yeah. Ah, yeah, my my kid's either I can't play video. can't sit inside. What if your kid's engaging in a fantastic community? He's learning how to resolve conflict when he's gaming. He's learning all these skills and tools that we don't appreciate. And what if we made it easier for them by just knowing that, 5.05 5.05 p.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, it stops and you got to breathe for 3 seconds before you can go like I think it would be so easy and that, yeah. that, that is, is interesting and compelling to me too. Like Education, getting things sooner, and technology, taking the fear out of this technology and actually letting it be welcome as a means to, like you said, reach so many more people that we can otherwise reach. Mm-hmm. At price points that we could only wish we could charge them to, come yeah. to consume our services. Yes. Well, I think a conscious endeavor. I think I'm starting to appreciate some of the things like fear-based and, and words, even like meditation, that I used to kind of shy away from. It's like what a great way to bring this to different people and to play with different language and have different experts come in and, and describe what they do in their own words to yeah. so break down some of those barriers yeah. around meditation. I, I don't, know. I don't know. I can't, I can't own do that. I don't know what that. I'm gonna to to do it. Breathing. Oh, I can
0: breathe. Yeah. Little things like that. Yeah. I, I, I think. Present. Like, yeah. In the moment. Be where you are rather than thinking of what you have to do for the next couple of hours or you know, what happened to you last night or the person who cut you off the traffic. Right. right. right.
1: That's it. And, that, and that's okay. You don't have to go home and meditate and, and you know, be uh, in a fucking chair or be at a retreat. There's no no one talking for <laughs> six months. Like There's there's lots of ways in to make it a little more acceptable and palatable. Mm-hmm. We're coming from so many different places. So much different judgment on the words that we hear, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it shocks me. It, it fascinates me. when they're all steps, right? They're all, and you get comfortable doing that, then
0: you get comfortable with the next step, and the next step, and the next step. Mm-hmm. So you can not take leaps and bounds.
1: And support for those steps and making them stick consistently, that's one of my own personal experiences. I know a lot of things. I take action on less of them, and I really can maybe integrate even less of them, so that my progress is slower than I'd like to be. And that's the highest habitual. Right? We have a way of doing things, right? And that's,
0: that goes back to that. Paradigm, right. And the first job is realizing that, but then to to change the paradigm, you not only got to continuously analyze what you're doing and how you're doing things, but you've got to paint a picture of the other things that you want. And then you've got to you've got to repeat it. And then, you, like you like you said, you kind of need that you need that support, you need that help, and you need, you know the the mentors and the people that have been through it to so, say so just as silly as it sounds, keep repeating what you want, and you know keep taking action in that respect. And eventually, that thing that was originally difficult for you to do and implement, now it becomes
1: your habitual way of doing things. That becomes your habit. Back to where we started the conversation, and maybe earlier on, we were taught that we had the control to program, however we want to react to things, however we want to think about things, and you're programming yourself all the time, it might be easier for you to take that on and not feel overwhelmed by 100%. Oh my god, I gotta do this all the time. I gotta do this all the time you appreciate the program that's the same keystroke. It's the yeah. same keystroke. That's how you get the program to continue on. You've got to hit the same keystroke all the time. It's, otherwise the program doesn't run. If I could take that in, I think it would make it easier for me to like appreciate, okay, hey, I've, I've got to hit this button a bunch of times and run this program a bunch of times before anything changes, before like the program completes itself and I'm evolved in changed for another direction mm. but even as you're describing i can feel my my hesitancy like i'm going to see that how many times, how many times? <laughs> i've how done it
0: like i've done it i've written out because there's a few principles i use and it's, it's one's auto suggestions so saying it uh, and the other one's writing it right and so i've got sheets of the same sentence my same vision my same where i want to go and what i want to do written out like hundreds of times and that's Punishment. That, I think and and I, I think still write right a I will not do this. And I still write it no. and my conscious, my intellectual mind is going, This is such a waste of time, what are you doing? This doesn't work. Like you've you've actually got to do things to make money, like you've got all these other things that are more important to do. But I continue to do it and as I continue to do it, I continue to change. As I change I get more productive, not just busy, but productive. The more productive I get, the more things I create, stuff like this is happening, like at somebody like Bob Proctor, right, the amount of success he's achieved in 50 years of, of doing the same process, right, because now now he doesn't just go through the, through the exercise of doing it, he believes that as soon as he makes a decision, something's going to happen, right, and if, I think if we can get to that belief point, then doing stuff that seems crazy, right, I mean, look at how we learned how to speak English. Listen, two sentences, I got it! It's over, over, and over, and over for the first 68 years of her life. And then it's kind of like, right, I don't know how to speak English now. But we don't, we don't go there as adults. We don't go to that well, how did I learn money? How did I learn English? How did I learn my shoes? How did I learn all these things that are on autopilot now? And, well, they're repeated hundreds of thousands of times. Okay? And
1: that's, that's what the other take the time to, to actually sit back and see. Yeah. So have you seen or come across you know, yourself experienced that a childlike wonder and excitement in both that yeah. repetition of tasks? When the results start to show up. Yes. Right. That's, that's what I thought it would be. get it, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Like, it's that gap. So there's, there's always going to be that gap. Well, it's,
0: it's when, you know, if you look at any change, it's, it's really messy. In the beginning, or I mean, it feels almost impossible to give in, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's messy in the middle because you, you revert back to the old way of doing things, right? You get it for a few weeks and then the paradigm, the old habits show up and you go back. And you do it. Then you, you, know, you get inspired again and, and you do it again for a few more weeks and then you go back. But once you get the new habit, it's beautiful. It's like, wow, like life, life just keeps getting better and better. But it's that yeah, initial overcoming that initial, <laughs> <Overcoming laughs> initial inertia is yeah. like, it's like taking you know taking a week off of, of training, training or work you know, either, yeah, right? just sure. like I don't wanna go into
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Once <laughs> wow. you overcome that initial inertia, it's yeah. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. Inertia in Yeah. Yeah, i yeah. pressing that upon people and I I like I get excited by deeper understanding of that inertia and deeper understanding of the processes that happen in mm-hmm. the science. I like that edutainment. is kind of my thing. I was like oh, that's cool. I, I'm excited by myelinate things. I create different pathways and I I nourish those pathways with repetition. If I have different energy and I'm positive around it, those pathways get even more nourished. Even yeah. fire, like yeah. I get that's exactly like it. The geekiness, I, I like it, it. I and, and it helps me capture it. So I, I think about conversations like this. and shows like this and what we're building here is a way to bring some unique people in to describe that some of these processes differently in their own words and their own experiences and reflect some experiences of their clients and their kind of followers and, and how they how they feel experiencing these things. Because you mentioned way earlier that we can't sense some of these things with our five senses. I think we can. I think we can sense spiritual change and nutrition and mental health and physical health and uh i think we can experience these things with our bodies if we're in it enough like i think in my own experience things smell differently and tastes better and i feel my body in different ways when i'm when i'm really in something you can feel the electricity around you of course and through you i think there's a but is that a sixth sense or is that kind of I don't know if you can call it a sixth sense, but our bodies are capable of it. It doesn't require some higher power or different energy source. Right? We are capable of noticing and feeling these changes if we allow ourselves and spend enough time tuning this work, and then allow ourselves to feel some different things, with it, to feel vibrations, to feel shaky with things, to allow different feelings to come through and move through it. I think we're capable of feeling a lot more. Than realize and some of these um, experiences that people have and a lot of people poo-poo is some thoughts oh, in their minds or some spiritual thing I don't get. That's, that's their body experiencing their connection to others mm-hmm. or the world or whatever it is. But our bodies can feel these things. It, it doesn't need anything miraculous. It just needs more time being in it. Mm-hmm. And I think the same can notice way more than we give it credit.
0: I would suggest
1: that that's just being more into the spirit
0: like, spirit and body are not separate right, it's just you know, we get I think we get uh, so used to if I, if, I, if I can't touch it if I can't taste it, if I can't see it, or it's not, then it doesn't exist right, and I think you know, what, what you're or I'd like to at least plant to see anyway, is that what you're suggesting is it, it comes from being more attuned to that higher part of ourselves that, that you, know, you can call it spirit, you can call it energy, you can call it source—you can call it, you know, whatever you want. Uh, but I think there is an intangible quality that—that that we can't, you know, the average physical being can't put their, their, you know, it's not a palpable. Like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, that's because of this. It's like, no, are you, are you paying attention? paying attention with more than your five senses, right? And, and, you know, I think if you closed your eyes, right, so you took away your sight, you plugged your ears, you you didn't touch anything, right? I, I, you know, obviously you're not probably going to put your tongue around whatever <laughs> and taste it, right? Uh, what is it? I don't know what this is, but... <laughs> then I think that feeling can still come across, right? And, and you're not using any of those five senses to... Mm-hmm to take that feeling in. Yeah, it's it's just a kind of annoyance from from someone else. It's still you, it's just not
1: relying on those senses. Yeah, whether it's spirit or energy or yeah. kind of higher or a deeper self. Yeah, there's something else. I guess around I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine the other day. And he's uh, he's a believer that he can change the way he responds to stress. I can believe that breathing is one great way for him to get his body to, to relax and calm down. But he's got a big resistance to, to ideas like meditation or words like spirituality, mm-hmm. for example. Um, so it's interesting talking to him and, and just witnessing his, his journey into his body and him using his body in different ways to handle things. Yeah. You know, and modify his experience of things like stress and freaking out. Just the breathing thing, for example. It's interesting to see kind of one part of that, that body tap in and communicate a bit more effectively so he can, he can use it for different things. But I remain kind of just fascinated and interested in, in his resistance to thinking that it's capable of, of noticing more and thinking that he's, that he's capable of noticing more from others as well. The conversation came around to noticing someone's energy so he's resistant to that idea. Yeah, he's like, you can't notice someone's energy. <laughs> I can notice from posture. I can notice them they're grumpy. I can notice their facial expressions, but i not noticing energy. Well,
0: that's the same as same as that. Like, put it put it to him in this perspective, maybe, because I mean, this is what Bob says all the time, right? Whether you call it energy or whether you call it frequency, right? Frequency is just a word that, or, or actually, feeling is just a word we've invented to describe the frequency. Here, right? So. If, if we're in a bad frequency, right? Facial expressions, it sucks, right? Yeah. Demeanor or whatever, like, slunched over, that's a negative frequency. Right? There's, there's no denying the fact that you're like an off course. Sentient, yeah, right? But, and so, you know, if you switch frequency or energy for feeling, it's all the same, yeah, same stuff. But what, what that, you said about it. Had, had that kind of conversation it.
1: Those the, the words are just like not. It's like I can feel that, but that's not frequency or energy or is Like, do you remember that nothing ever touches? I was like, yeah, I it's all yeah. closeness, right? Nothing ever touches. it's just vibrating, right? I was like, Yeah. Okay. So, could you not kind of adjust your vibration slightly as you change and do different things? You vibrate a little differently depending on how you're feeling. If you put a lot of tension on things, and you mess your vibration. He's like, yeah. Oh, well, I can do that, but then you can't sense that. <laughs> It's interesting the resistance. There's like, yeah, get a it? A a lock lock it. Lock there, right? Get all those connections. But the fact that you can do that and sense it. So what, it's interesting when we talk about these concepts. And I think of people that I want to watch this or want to see this or consume some of your books or the yearbooks or different things that we're, we're reading or looking into, and how far away some people are from from hearing it, let alone like listening and actually taking it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that that gap and that that distance. Saddens me a little bit, and it, it gives me pause to really stepping into this stuff. Like, ah, no one's going to listen. To no one's going to hear it. Really, it's not going to make sense to people. What do you do yourself out of fear? Does that resonate at all with you? Like, having this doubt that people are going to take it in or take it out or, or take something out of it, or are you?
0: I'm. I'm still. That? I'm still hurt like. I. I, I believe that there's a, like I said earlier, there's a huge remembering going on there's a huge shift that's happening, right, and people are waking up all over the world bartering for a better existence and they're looking for something else and, and you know, i like to say that I think there are there are four categories of people there are people that are kind of, they're awake and they're like hey, I've touched something different and, and I'll go back to the programming and the programming that we've, we've been told in this physical world is... Like, there's more to it than that. And they're the ones that are saying it. They're the ones that are that are going that way, whatever it's way going that right? way.
1: So, hey, fuckers over here <laughs> like, hey, come on.
0: I found a better cop right? And then there are people that are like they're they're embracing that idea and they're like, Hey, like maybe they maybe they're on to something and they're the ones that are starting to, to go with well. and then there's a third group and they're anxious and they're Set and they're stressed and they're completely out of balance and they know they want to change but they just don't know how so they're looking for something and then there's a fourth group that they're just they're happy with the blinders on and they might never look up right? and so I think there's I think there's different categories of, of people and you know, I really feel like um, I feel like there's there's a huge audience for this right? and whether it's like if you look at if you look at Take all the terminology away, take all the words away, and call it personal growth. If you're into eating better, you're into personal growth. If you're into changing your body, you're into personal growth. If you're into changing how you think, or getting a job, or making more money, you're into personal growth. If you're into you know discovering meditation and and, and uh, you know learning how to quiet the mind sit still and be present, you're into personal growth. So I, I think, you know, if we cut out all the other stuff. If you're into one of these areas of personal growth, it opens you up to all the other areas. Right? We just have to, we just have to, I think, just cut away all of the, you know, all the things that that allows us to throw up separation, throw up blocks, and, and say, yeah, like I, I want to do better. And okay, if you want to do better, if you want to make a change in any area, whatever it is, and you're open, then try it. And experience it and give it a chance and if you do that who knows where it can go but if you throw up a roadblock right away and say i'll start right and you never try you never experience it it's not going to
1: happen you so i don't know if that's well, yeah, so you question it does you told me that you, you see these four categories of people and you see enough of the first the second and a bit of the third looking that there's enough people to, to they can reach they can listen they can hear and take some of these concepts on, even if they're not 100% comfortable with the language that's in there, we can tie them around it this is about personal growth, this is about you exploring, discovering new things about yourself, what you're capable of, and finding some coaches and leaders and, and supporting materials or services to help you try that path, or try a different path. Yeah. It's good, it's positive for me, it's, it's an area that, okay, I work. I work with people that generally get referred to me. So I kind of have this filtering mechanism in my own practice. I don't, haven't yet had to publicly say, here I am, here's what I'm doing, here's some words that describe what I'm doing, here's some video, here's some stuff mm. Come this way. I haven't done that yet. And maybe for fear that there aren't enough people willing to listen and willing to, to check it out and hear what I've got to say. Or maybe for being spoiled of having enough people kind of pre-filtered and passed along to me. So it's it's refreshing. It's exciting to hear that, that you see that opportunity and you see the, the size of that um, those groups of people trying to find a different path. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're, I think I think it's it's
0: a really exciting time. I really do. I think. You know, as as much as kind of we talk about
1: the state of affairs and how much things
0: need to change, I think I think there's, there are a lot of exciting things. A opportunity.
1: Tons. I, I do believe that, I feel it as often as I can remember to feel it right? yeah. there's lots, <laughs> of positive, so there's lots of opportunity for change and support so, so many people out there particularly with the technology that's around it's so much easier to find people and, and, and connect and build and, and grow networks and support networks in different ways mm-hmm. than we thought we could before yeah. Yeah. One, um, when I think about this show coming back to what we want to do part of it's bring different people in to hear their stories and um, and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Who or yeah, who would be the, the first person you want to talk to? I don't know. I've, I've, I have a couple that yeah, maybe top three. Time. Time. So it's very reasonable. Well, number one thing's always hard. Um, I
0: think it would be amazing to to have. Direct lineage to uh, the most successful people on the planet, and you know a, a personal growth system that has been utilized for you know the last guess, close to 100 years, 100 years. So I love that Bob, Bob Parker. Uh, he's been he's been in his teachings have been instrumental and. In, in my growth over the last few years, as well as uh, Faith Fitzgerald, uh, the owner and founder of an organization called Training Empower, and Power, which is, you know, for back, lack of better terminology, a uh, metaphysical, energetic, uh, healing uh, school that really allows one to, you, know, if you want to talk about personal growth and getting back in touch with who and what we are are. I think those two individuals and the educational components that they offer, um, if nothing else changed in the world and, and just those things were offered, I think the world would change for the better.
1: Cool, so those are probably my top two. I'm sure to say. Yeah, it's funny, it's something that. Um, I thought about for a while and I anyway, hey, who do I want to bring? What kind of learning and teaching do I want to bring around? And what would I think would be compelling? I'm like curious what this person to say about that. And, uh, my, the first one I, I think of, and my wife's been fascinated with uh, this couple, this Will Smith. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Someone who's been able to uh, to achieve success in a variety of different areas. Yeah. And. Uh, runs his family very uniquely, very differently, and has a particular way of looking at the world of things, mm-hmm. I think he would be really interesting to connect with. Because his experience of the world would be very different. Yeah, that celebrity status. Yeah. thing, I've mm-hmm. always had an image that that would make things really hard to keep things normal. And standing on, on top of the normalcy of things. So, yeah, that, that, that intrigues me. He's, he's, it's some really interesting talks, and the other one is uh, Jim Carrey. Same thing. I'm just yeah. two people who well, like clearly you know, express the value of, in reading and exploring and learning and uh, having mentors, and, and they just they both express a lot of these these messages mm-hmm. while still while, while exhibiting just incredible creativity and flexibility and um, and, and breadth of, and what they're able to create and, and how they can participate In society, in a lot yeah. of different venues and ways, I think those two seem really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. A totally different flavor to this topic. yeah. Because there are people who hopefully express pulling things from each of the four pillars, mm-hmm. not being teachers of one of them, but people who experience or can talk to how, how they've integrated into their lives. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, I'll talk to you one. All right, um, Russell Brand. Oh, uh, that's uh, another one. Yeah, I saw a really interesting in interview with him on Fox News the other day. He is—he's wow. is absolutely brilliant. He's one of the most brilliant people I think I've ever heard speak. So he's one. He's—he's he's another one, and uh, Joe Rogan.
1: Yeah. When you were thinking, of, thinking were you different paths. <laughs> like, hey, look over here, fuckers, and like <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah sober, cool. or we can bring him on still when he comes on. What's that? You're gonna bring him when he's on psilocybin? Or? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I think we should all do it. That's <laughs> I'm in. I'm doing the spirit journey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those yeah. are two interesting ones. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. And, and I'll, I'll do two more then. Yeah. I, um, I'm a movement guy. And I'm fascinated with movement and, and digging into that stuff. I think Greg Cook would be really interesting to talk to. Yeah. I like the way he's breaking down movement, and I. And I see, obviously, is keep me aware of the physical pillar, I don't know or hear much of talking about the other pillars. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious what a, what a movement guy, like a really self-professed movement guy, has to say about other pillars. Yeah, Because yeah. I know a lot of people would probably You're pay attention to this show because I bring them on would we'll be coming and have a relationship with me around that physical pillar, not around other things. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to pull someone from that physical realm and see how, how they inter- interpret or articulate with these, these other pillars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the two people I pulled from that, Corey, is one, Ray Cook, and the other is uh, Dr. Stuart McGill. Mm-hmm. He's really interesting. I had the pleasure of meeting him and learning from him a couple times. And again, just just be curious how that interaction is with these other pillars when you're such a renowned expert in, in one. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like your first two, more on the kind of spiritual and mental pillars. Yeah. How they're dealing with the other stuff, and like what do they do in mm-hmm. the physical realm? Absolutely, uh, yeah. So that would be the other two. Yeah, it'll,
0: it'll be. Uh, I think. I think that's. You know, that that's those are the questions that are, are going to come about when we start having guests on. Is, is uh, okay. If you're such a you know such a profound teacher, or, or your impact in, in this one area, teacher, is, is you know kind of speaks for itself. What do you, you know? What do you think about these other pillars and how do you embrace them? And how do you, how do you, you know, implement them in your own life and have your clients? So I think, I think we'll have some really good discussions coming forward
1: from all of that. Setting. I would say yeah, me too. Right? Yeah, I think there's a ton. Of, there's just a ton of personally, totally salvaging learning opportunities just about in this kind of thing for me. I sit to learn so much from being around you and talking with you, let alone interact with other people, thought leaders. Mm, likewise. Amazing. Likewise. And that, uh, yeah, I'm realizing that personally I'm a good thinker, I'm an effective thinker, I think I'm a creative thinker, I can do these things, but I didn't stick around school or one distinct practice and really dig into that, that thought pool to develop you know, a PhD level understanding of any one thing. And I appreciate that about myself that I am interested in lots of categories and didn't want to sink in. But I see a profound opportunity to learn from people who have really dug into that stuff. Yeah. And help translate some of that knowledge into practice. And that's why I do my own practice in the little ways that I can, but in some bigger ways, it would be really interesting to, yeah, to connect with some of these guys and pull that out in a framework of how does it you know articulate with the other four, the other three areas, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know. No, go ahead. Oh, and, and I think that's the other thing too, right?
0: Is is to, you know, we talked about what would be the most effective and immediate way to, to change. And I think by having some of these people on and, and offering the tools uh, and experience that they bring to the table, right? I think it's going to offer our viewers a, a, you know, just a, a multitude of, of tools that they can they can start to implement right away, you know, whether it's no matter which which pillar it's in, right? Uh, so you know I'm excited about that too. I'm excited about being able to offer people the, the tools to make any changes that they want.
1: Actually. Yeah, having that follow up stuff ready to yeah. go for them, yeah. so they can dig in right away. Yeah. And say, hey, if you're curious? Here's the book, or here's the support stuff, here's the video series, here's whatever it is. So you can dig in, take action right away. And how do we help people stick to it? Because we talked earlier about here's all the here's all the stuff. You got to pick one thing. Okay. And hammer at it and mm-hmm. hammer at it and hammer at it until it changes and shifts for you so you own that new changes that you move on you know how do we offer is it our job to offer our support is is it our job just here's some opportunities here's some access to this practitioners and practices do we say it tell us about your journey like do we offer any kind of support or is it just to open the door and and then take your steps and encourage people to find other support I
0: think that's something that we can
1: I think that's something that we can build
0: into yeah. it as we it grow. It's kinda of the feeling I'm getting really
1: cool. So, so now that we have to offer right away and and here's like a support center, here's a messaging center, here's a Q mm-hmm. and A thing just let that grow naturally and organically. I, I think so. That's cool. Cause, Yeah, because I mean,
0: you know, like you offer a number of different services. Sure. Already, right? Yeah. right, right? Yeah. Uh, I offer a number of different services. So I mean that's kind of that's there, one way right. we, we you know on so right, kind of already built in. the gray um, but I think as we add more professionals and, and, and more people, right? I mean, I know 250 certified thinking results consultants. Right? So there's a hey, you need a coach in that pillar. Here, here, the names and, uh, so I think that's something we can build in.
1: Go to juice? <laughs> yeah, it was an hour. So that was about an hour. I
0: hope this is still on. Yeah, let's see if that
1: even kept going. Oh yeah, five gigabytes. There you go. <laughs> that would be a big, that will be an HD file.